Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Good morning. Welcome to the Punters Mate on this first day of July, the 1st of July, 2022. It's Sunshine Coast, or should I say Caloundra Cup Day Eve on the Sunshine Coast. The rain has arrived as it does, I think, every single year for uh, for this particular race meeting. We've had four weeks of sunshine and uh, we get away from Eagle Farm and bang, there goes the rain. Now, the Punters Mate's uh, taking on a little bit of a different look uh, today onwards. Uh, Mark Braybrook uh, not involved anymore. Uh, Mark Braybrook is still with the station. There's no issues there. There's no problem whatsoever. But I will be the host going forward or co-host with Sammy Highland. Sammy, the Mexicans have taken over. Yeah, what about this? (laughs) What about this? Well, good to be here uh, on this uh, Friday morning. Chris O, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, find some find the punters some winners. But yeah, it's a, amazing, isn't it, about the rain when it when it uh, like we are no stranger to rain no. uh, coming from uh, Victoria. But I tell you what, when it rains up here in Queensland, doesn't it just bucket down? So anything could happen over the next twenty four hours. Yeah, it? well, well, the official forecast is something like a minimum of forty mils and a maximum of seventy mils as of this morning for the next two days. So. You know, that may arrive, that may not arrive. There's been four mils of rain out at the track uh, this morning. It's still in the good four range, but I'd be tipping that we'll be getting to a soft five at least. And I think it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow. Now, with that, I mean, you're a jockey. You know what that's like. It chops up the track, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. It's uh, when they open the ground up as it's and, – and then it's continuing to rain throughout the day, um, It's uh, it, it can be tough enough, you know, and uh, and it always seems to just have that little bit more of a – uh, well, it, ju- it just seems to rip the ground up at, at yeah. that little bit more. But um, yeah, it's, it'll be a shame if it if it does rain uh, all day. And a shout out to all the jockeys out there. Just put your <laughs> goggles in. Put your goggles in. Put a couple of pairs of goggles on. <laughs> While you've got your feet up watching hey. at home or you're on trackside. I don't know. You, whatever no, you're track doing. Side. Yeah, I'm on trackside. Track so uh, yeah, you'll be watching uh, in a nice, comfortable, warm room somewhere. No doubt about that. Now, um, oh, just on the Sunshine Coast too, for the punters out there, look, most people know, but when it does rain, they tend to get off the fence, Sammy, and they head for that crown of the track. Uh, the, the, if we get to a heavy particularly, then the rails will be quicksand, and every jockey will want to get out to that rise or that crown in the middle of the track once they get to the straight. Whether they can come from the back or not remains to be seen. So it could be a tricky day. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, um, when when the rails in the true they they always tend to to come away from the fence and sort of look for that five six seven mm. lane, um, which you know it's it's a, a really it's a huge track Sunshine Coast and and uh, a really wide track yet it's actually not the middle of the track where the crown is it's it is that five six seven lane where they they tend to um, you know it it seems to be the highest point and and yeah either side of it seems to get. Uh, you know, pretty puggy, and yet they win in that in that, uh, and it happens time and time again. So Have you ridden there? Did you ride there? I did. I never rode at the Sunshine Coast, but obviously, I uh, spent uh, plenty of time there on Friday nights and and Sunday yes, meetings uh, when I was working for Sky Channel. So yeah, I've um, I sort of got 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 used to um, after a couple of years of doing that, doing those meetings. You sort of 
got to know the track that little bit and and yeah, it's it used to surprise me actually because early doors I used to think that they would they would still head to the outside and look for that fresh ground. But it's actually it can be worn uh, it can be worn and wear and tear on that on that sort of five, six, seven lane. Yep. But they'll still win in it, you yep. know, because it's sort of like the highest point of the of the straight. So it's um yeah, it's it, and it and it would time and time again they'd win there. Inter- interesting track, and we'll see how it plays tomorrow. Now on today's show, a couple of very special guests. We're going to chat to Brody Loy, Sammy, a, a jockey that you've had something to do with over time. Yeah, I remember when Brody was uh, back in uh, Victoria, actually, and uh, Des O'Keefe asked me to to give him a little bit of a hand when he was an apprentice and. And, uh, yeah, he was, you know, he's always had good ability right from the early days. And uh, he's from a, a strong racing family, the Loys. And, and uh, yeah, I think uh, he's um, he was always destined to, to be a jockey from the time he was uh, a young buck. And, and uh, he's doing a fantastic job. And now, obviously, moving up here to Queensland, he's got the uh, good association with the Annabelle Nisham Stable. And, yeah, he's... You know, he's, he's got some. He's got some. Uh, he sets set himself some goals, and and uh, yeah, he wants to be uh, a top Queensland jockey into next season. So, um, and you know what? There's every chance that that can happen. Well, he's going on a bit of a diet. I think it's with the uh, the brown rice man, which we'll talk to him about, and that'll soon uh, get him into shape. I wouldn't mind going on that diet myself. Uh, now, the week that was top three highlights. I've got three. Um, Star Tonte is winning the Tats Tiara for Rob Heathcote, a horse that. Or a filly that would sort of not quite jumped off, but oh, I thought she might have been uh, better in the autumn, going better in the autumn. But there she was; she got the run through, and uh, she was too strong late to win the tiara. Go Wanji, returning to the track on Wednesday. Sammy is a very exciting horse, isn't he? Yeah, dollar fifty pop, and uh, he was just too good. He just joined in, didn't he? He's got great ability. Tom Dougal, he does a great job with his horses, and uh, that horse is, you know, he's a real star. He'll. Um, you know, I, I think he, he probably um, uh, he, just, you know, Tom's been really uh, careful with how he's placed this horse and he hasn't thrown him in the deep end. And I think uh, in the big picture, he'll, uh, you know, even into next preparation, he'll be better again, this horse. Go, Wanji. He's, uh, yep. Yeah, he's a real horse for the future, that's for sure. Uh now, Emily Lang, indentured to Steve O'Day and Maddie Hoisted, rode five winners at her second day at the races last weekend. Well, what, her, she rode a winner on her first day. I think it was her first day of the races. And then and then turns up the next day and bags five. Like, uh, unheard of. At Warwick. And unheard of. And uh, what, a, what a fantastic uh, achievement. And, yeah, I must say, uh, she'll... Uh, yeah, she she would have left the races. Where do you go she from there? She would have left the races just going, <laughs> how easy is this game? Exactly. How, how long has this been going game? on? What does she, where does she go from there? She'll go to the races uh, this weekend expecting to ride six winners. Yeah, so well, uh... I, can tell you, uh, I can tell you my first day at the races, and it was an absolute fluke, Chriso. Uh, my first ride ran third. I had a ride for Mick Kent on Arca the Diver on Caulfield Cup Day uh, at Bendigo, and Arca the Diver ran third ran third and then my second ride went out was uh retrieve for my dad and my sister owned it, it was twenty five oh, to one pressure. jumped and sat outside the leader and uh yeah I outpunched P P Mertens oh. and Jen, Glenn Gardner. It was unbelievable. Just an absolute fluke. Anyway, got the money. I left the races like I was Jack the Giant Killer. <laughs> 
And I went to the races at Kitan on the Monday. That was on the Saturday. I went to Kitan on the Monday and rode four favourites and murdered them all. So it, uh, <laughs> Any of yeah, those for the family? I, I realised uh, one was. One was. My brother, actually, I'll never forget it. My brother, Paul, my oldest brother, he uh, owned a horse called uh, Get Amongst It with his mates. And, uh, yeah, I ran third on Get Amongst It and murdered it. And... Uh, yeah, I remember coming back in and Paul's like, he's no good, this bloke. He's no good at it, this bloke. So, yeah, you come down, brings you back down to earth uh, pretty damn quickly, horse racing. But uh, well done to Emily. I mean, what a what a fantastic uh, achievement. Unbelievable. Sure is. So they're my three highlights for the week. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. We have one week left of the Tab Racing Carnival this year. Gamble responsibly if you're having a bet. Any issues, call one 858 858. We'll go for a break and we'll come back and have a chat to Brody Loy. This is the Punters Mate on SEN. Morning, the 1st of July, as I mentioned. We're going to have a chat now to uh, Brody Loy. Sammy, looking forward to having a chat to Brody, who has done a lot of his riding, I thought, mainly in New South Wales. You tell me he's been in Victoria as well, but now he's seen the light like the rest of us come to the Sunshine State where it's raining. How are you, Brody? Good, mate. Um, yeah, the Sunshine State, um, I'm looking out my window right now and it's not very sunny. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's unfortunately, it does happen. We've had uh, four weeks of fantastic weather and it had to break eventually and it's broken now, but uh, look, for those uh, listeners that aren't aware of uh, of your background, can you give us a bit of a, a rundown? Um, yeah, well, I guess I, I kicked off um, riding in my hometown, uh, Aubrey, and then had a little stint in Melbourne, and then, yeah, then moved to New South Wales and done the majority of my riding since then in, um, in that region. And what's, uh, what's behind the shift to Queensland other than the uh, the good weather and the lifestyle? Um, obviously when, um, Annabelle, um, was heading up here and the opportunity presented itself, it seemed pretty, um, pretty straightforward to come up here and give it a crack and with her stable behind me, um, yeah, it seems to be going well. Brady, Sam Highland here. Uh, well done on the great job you've been doing, uh, obviously since you've moved up here in Queensland and it's... You know, it's it's been obviously the fact that you're tied up with, with Annabelle, it gives you a good head start when, when you move somewhere new and different, isn't it? Uh, if you're getting support from a good stable and getting good rides, uh, you sort of, you know, it helps you kick off uh, in a good way. Yeah, for sure, Sammy. Um, I can't well, I remember the last time I seen you, I probably would have been pimpled in 16, I reckon, <laughs> um, 15 or 16, but... Um, yeah, um, it's obviously when you have a stable like that and you can get some results, um, it's a bit like sheep. They seem to follow. So hopefully hopefully a few more can uh, keep putting me on and i um, very thankful for the opportunities at O'Day, Heathcote. They're all starting to give me a bit of a go, which is great. And um, hopefully can yeah keep, keep the winners ticking over. Uh, am I correct in saying that that uh, association came about through, obviously you were doing a lot of riding for Kieran Ma in his Sydney stable and then things went from there? Yes. Uh, I started up there um, just riding work for Kieran a fair bit and then with that, with that, obviously Annabelle being, being there um, and then, yeah, just it started like that and then um, Annabelle got a first horse and um 
is a bit bit of a frisky fella, so we um yeah, just to go in and ride him track work and uh we took him up the scone and got the cash and yeah, we I think the first three runners I rode for winners, so we had a good association straight away and you know what it's like saying when you have bit of luck with someone early it just seems to flow and you're you you're both just relaxed and work in tune and are you based on the gold coast brody yep um have a place um here in merrimack and then yeah just uh not far from the gold coast um turf club and yeah we uh so i think it's about 10 minute drive so i um first when i first moved up here uh one of my mates craig miller he uh took me in and until i got going and um yeah and um we're off and, off and running now. Now, nothing suggests that uh, nothing suggests that you're more keener to win the uh, the, the uh, Brisbane uh, Metro Premiership next season than you engaging fitness guru Ron Johnson, the brown rice man, uh, to get you up and running. Uh, he's a bit of a hard taskmaster, I, I hear. Uh, yeah, he's, he's all right. I'm actually just making him a bit of breakfast now. He's staring at me. Brown rice? He's on the couch. But um, no, we, uh, <laughs> we're not on the brown rice this morning. But... Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty healthy, and um, like I, I am actually getting down to fifty four and a half um, tomorrow, which I haven't done in a long time, and doing it pretty pretty easy, um, which is great. So um, yeah, it's 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 been different, but I, to be honest, it's one of those things where you go, geez, I wish I'd done this a, a bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, feel great. I guess uh, they're knowing a bit about it, and gee whiz, I've uh, yeah, I, I remember when uh, Ron Johnson used to come down and spend weeks at a time with with Nash Rewilla and then Brad Rewilla back in in the early days, and it's uh, he, like he's hardcore at it, and uh, and it's a it's a really strict regime that you have to stick to. Yeah, I mean, I I guess because I'm. Like I, uh, I'm not getting down to a a ridiculous weight of like a 52 and a half. So it's more just a training and and lifestyle adjustment. Um, like I, I guess you fall into the trap of probably eating too good or too healthy in a sense of you know you train and then you're like oh well I need to fill back up and have protein this and and your fats and all that and try and meet your calories and whatever but the simple fact is like you're a jockey you can't eat much <laughs> like just <laughs> snack on that. a bit of fruit snack snack on a bit of fruit throughout the day which we've been doing and if you feel really hungry like this morning i, I feel like i need something in my guts i'm just making um a boiled egg with uh, some mushrooms tomato and avocado like that that'll tick me over to dinner with a couple of bananas and a coffee in between and then, um i've got i've got at 12 o'clock i'm going swimming with ryan maloney and we're going to go swim and have a sweat and then yoga at four o'clock so that'll tick me over and hopefully i can go to bed tonight about 55.2 something like that and, yeah wake up without a sweat throw at 54 and a half which is incredible <laughs> What about the bar work? Has he had the stock whip out with you on the bar? Yeah, look, I can do just about like anything with the, like he can take me to the pools and swim and I'll go running and stuff like that. But he wanted me to get in the ocean. And that's where I, I drew the line in the sand. I said, not a chance. <laughs> I'm absolutely petrified of the ocean. So I would not, it's one, of, I said, you, you can 
you can smash me in the pool, you can give me brown rice, whatever you want, but I'm going absolutely nowhere near that ocean. Not a fan of the sharks, eh? Not a fan. Mate, I'll go in to have a little dip, but I reckon I'll go up to about the... I've got to about the waistline, and that's about me. You sound you sound like me, Brody. If my feet can't feel the ground underneath, oh, I'm swimming back to shore pretty quickly. Oh, I've had a couple of bad experiences, to be honest. So I'm, I am, yeah, I'm a bit gun shy. I, I thought I was a hero at Bermagui uh, with one of my mates that I went to school with, and he took me diving, and yeah, I was in a fair bit of trouble. Let's just say that. Now on track, you've so, hit the ground. You've hit the ground running. You know, you of course rode the eyeliner winner Holyfield a couple of weeks ago, and you're on board again tomorrow in the Glass House. So, how's the confidence levels, mate? He's yeah, I was as confident as I could be. Um, he's absolutely low flying. The only thing that's a worry now is this rain. So, mm. hopefully, it can um, stay away to a certain degree. And, Look, he's going, he's going really well. I can't fault him. He's probably in the best nick of his life. So um, all that's great. But, yeah, the, the, tell, the telling tale will be um, the track, I think. Can I ask you about a ride you've got tomorrow? Bartholomew Diaz in the Caloundra Cup. Now, I'm just trying to take my memory back, and I haven't got my screen uh, updated quickly enough. Did you ride Bartholomew when he won at Eagle Farm? No, uh, Jaden Lloyd did. Um, okay, he so. rode him, and then um, yeah, he he rode him uh, last start as well, he and then did. yeah, right. um, I've um, yeah, lucky enough to get the opportunity tomorrow and have a sit on him. Because he's a horse I can't. Well, I thought that Eagle Farm win w- was very impressive. I know he didn't beat a lot that day, but he just really seemed to switch on that day. And then he went to Ipswich uh, in the Cup, and he might have been on. I mean, a lot of people have told me the ground was very shifty that day at Ipswich, so he may not have been suited there. Uh, I just wonder what you think of his chances uh, tomorrow. Again, he's not, probably not going to be on shifty ground, but it's going to be definitely wet ground. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's just just got a bit unlucky last start, which is a bit unfortunate, but um, hopefully he can, yeah, he can get through it tomorrow, and I think that's going to be the main thing for a majority of them by the looks of it. If they can get through it, they'll be they'll be thereabouts. So um, I've got a really nice book of rides, and Liam Pryor, um, who took over me um, a few weeks before the end of last season, he's taken me to new heights, which I've got to really thank him for. Um, he's been a great manager. Um, so look, we we go in tomorrow with some some nice rides, and hopefully can. Um, yeah, have a bit of luck. What about uh, just looking at your rides over the weekend? Sunday, you're heading to Kilcoy. Have you been to Kilcoy? No, but I've had about four people message me. And Handlebars down. Handlebars down. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> I've, I've had about four people message me, and um, oh, I sat next to Ryan Wiggins yesterday, and I, I've rode some tight tracks, and... I kept rattling off uh, a few of those names, and he said, nah, 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 nowhere near as bad. Nowhere near as bad. So. It's more like a greyhound track, isn't it? She's tight, yeah. but oh. it's, a, it's a great surface. And do you know what? It's it's not fun. It's only up the road. It's a, it's a really good day, Kilcoy. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, – but she's she's tight. She's tight. Righty, yeah, thanks. I couldn't, be, I couldn't believe it, actually, when I got up here. Everyone's like, oh, two-hour drive. <laughs> Like, I've been driving five, six hours <laughs> just to ride at race meeting, so it's we're pretty spoiled up here. So yeah, to and go up the road, it's it's pretty good. But yeah, we'll um 
got a good weekend of racing, and yeah, I'm not far off riding 100 winners for the season. So I really want to try. That was that was our goal. Um, that was our goal at the start of the season. So hopefully can yeah get um, near, near there. Well, you're well on the way, and uh, we thank you very much for joining us this morning. We wish you all the best uh, tomorrow at the Sunshine Coast, and of course going forward. And no doubt we'll talk to you very very soon. Thanks, Brody. Appreciate your time. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Cheers. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season is where champions emerge, and I'm sure we've seen some emerge over the last 10 weeks. Gamble responsibly if you're having a bet. Any issues, call 1-800-858-858. We'll go for a break. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Chris Nelson and Sam Hyland with you on this Friday morning on The Punters, mate. Thank you very much for joining us. Now, Sammy, just a little bit of news. Before, well, actually coming up after our next break, we'll be chatting to Matt Hoisted, who, of course, is one half of the Hoisted O'Day training team that just keep uh, training winner after winner after winner. And I'm going to be very uh, interested to chat to Matty about Uncommon James, who looks a very, very likely type, doesn't he? He was very impressive, wasn't he? He was, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he's an exciting horse. There's no doubt about that. And they've got uh, got a lot of young, nice young horses, haven't they, uh, on the way up uh, with, with a good future, that's for sure. They seem to produce a lot of horses at the trials and uh, they go on and I always thought, even before Maddie joined uh, Steve O'Day, it was more of a boutique sort of stable. They didn't seem to have many horses there that couldn't run, and I think that's still the case. They've got more, but there's not too many there that can't run. So a really good stable. Just some other news, too, on some of these uh, horses going forward into the spring. And with Uncommon James, I think they're looking at Melbourne for him in the spring, so we'll find out about that. Star Tontes, who we mentioned, of course, won the Tiara last week, will go to the Shorts in Sydney first up, then the Silver Eagle, and then the invitation, which is worth $2 million, Sam. Wow. And then maybe the Golden Eagle or the Empire Rose. Now, amongst all those races, there's a $1 million bonus in there somewhere too if uh, Star Tontes can, can win. So uh, that's the program set out by Rob Heathcote for Star Tontes. Rothfire, who we haven't seen since uh, he ran so well in the Stradbroke. This is not uh, setting concrete. This is a possible... Uh, possible program in the spring for Rothfire. The McEwen stakes at Mooney Valley early in September. Then he would go to the Moya. Then he would go to the Manicado. So a pretty uh, obvious, probably sort of an obvious path for him, would you think? Uh, it doesn't yeah, include in, Sydney. In, interesting. Interesting. Uh, no Everest in there. And, well, I think taking the softer option, is, isn't it? And, and uh, Miles Fitzner, he's a big fan of this horse. I was sort of... Um, put the knock on him uh, going into last start. And, and I just don't think he's as good as – I, I don't think when they come back after a significant injury, they never come back better no. or as good, that, you know, because because they've, they've had the injury and it's and it's and it just chips away at, at their ability. And there's no doubt about that. And, uh, I, yeah, so it's – yeah, I, I – as I say, like Milo and I, we were having a bit of fun on trackside because he was spruiking uh, Rothfire and I said, I think he's cooked, you know. And so it'll be interesting. But Rob Heathcote, well, he's a great trainer. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, th- I think uh, if he gets the right conditions and all the boxes get ticked, he, he might be able to win another big one. Look, it's interesting. Rob has said to us many times that he thinks the horse is going as well as he can get him now, yep. but he won't be back to the way he was. And he, he, nah. he agrees with you. He says he's they, not the horse he was. They, don't, they no. don't do it. They never do it. No. You know, they, when when uh, it's 
it, it's just, yeah, it, it just doesn't happen. No. All right, we'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll catch up with Matty Hoistead. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Welcome back to The Punters, Mate. You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland on this Friday morning. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season is where champions emerge. If you're having a bet, do so responsibly. Any issues there, call 1-800-858-858. And as I mentioned before the break, Sam, we're going to catch up with one half of the O'Day Hoisted training team, and that is Matt Hoisted. Matt, good morning to you. Morning, boys. How do we find you on this? Uh, well, it's not well. It's wet, wet Friday morning. I was going to say cool, but it's not that cool. But it's wet. Yeah, no, it was a mild morning. Luckily, we got got through all the track work before it started raining. But uh, yeah, last couple of couple of hours, it's it's been coming down. So I dare say this is going to be us for a few days now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think they're saying uh, a wave of rain over the weekend, and then it stops, and then another wave of rain uh, early next week. So. We won't clear it until probably uh, middle of next week onwards. Just before we get to your runners over the weekend, Matt, a couple that uh, have really impressed me of late. No more than uh, Uncommon James last uh, last Saturday. I liked his uh, I liked his trial. Everyone was all over him, but gee, he was impressive winning first up. Yeah, look, he sure was. You'd, you know, you'd, one of those things you'd, you'd kind of like to see him do that against that sort of grade, but um, you know, still no mean feat. Being you know, over 12 months, you know, away from the races, um, you know, sort of 1,200 first up, so it was very impressive. But um, look, he's one that we've always had a had a really high opinion of. He obviously showed his class that first racing prep, and just a yeah, big relief to to have him back firing. Plans going forward with him? Uh, yep. So he'll head to the Derby McCarthy next Saturday, uh, three odd race there at Doom, and and yeah, then we'll probably. Probably map out a, a program on the back of that. There's a chance he might head down to Melbourne for early spring. There's a couple of you know just listed races, not getting ahead of ourselves, but um, yeah, a couple of races down there that if he was to to win and win impressively next Saturday, that that's where he might find himself. Mister Omega, who uh, ran down the horse that I had on top at Eagle Farm on Wednesday, but it was a good win from the back of the field. Yeah, it has look. He's he sort of put the riding on the walls. Fantastic first up at um, on the poly there. At, the Sunshine Coast, and then just probably wasn't 100% comfortable on that wet track there at Dooman. But, um, yeah, look, it's, um, you know, it was great to see him win there for the for the Parry family. They've been extremely patient with him. He's had had problem after problem and, um, you know, just good to get him back. And, you know, he's always been a horse that can definitely gallop. Um, it was just a matter of keeping him keeping him sound and keeping him in one piece. And, um, look, he, he's come through that run well. So hopefully we can uh, see, him, see him perform well again next start. Matt, aside from uh, the horses, uh, but still a big part of your stable, Emily Lang. <laughs> what about that? Can you believe well, that? Like, that's that's a massive effort to go to Warwick races and, and bag five winners. Just unheard of, isn't it? So it's a bag the six on our first weekend. It's, um, yeah, insane, really, isn't it? Um, but no, look, she's a, she's a credit to herself. She's, she's really been putting in the hard yards and... Um, yeah, look, well, well deserving of it. Uh, her partner Bailey Notif is is also a big part of your stable, so you've got some great people part of the team. Yeah, definitely. Look, we're, you know, obviously it's it's uh, Steve and myself's name name up there, but there's a there's a big team that that um, you know it's a big machine that's that goes on behind the scenes, and um, yeah, very much there's lots of lots of pieces to the puzzle there, and we're we're very fortunate at the moment. Got a got a really good team working well behind us at the moment, and um, yeah, the results are sort of showing. As usual with Mr. Boat with Emily Lang, but is she riding this weekend, uh, Maddie? 
Uh, unfortunately, she had a little tumble uh, middle of the week, so it was um, yeah back to reality with a bit of a thud. She's yeah. she's okay, but just um, yeah, it's been off the last couple of days. Just um, yeah, just a bit of muscle damage to her to her shoulder, so unfortunately won't be won't be riding this weekend. But um, yeah, we'll be back at it the following. Just on the the jockey theme, um, you know, you're one of the leading stables up here in in Queensland, and and you use a, an array of different jockeys um how does that how, how does that work for you guys i mean uh is it jockeys coming in and ride work for you and who's putting in the hardest work or connections with owners how do, how do you sort out what jockeys ride which horses yeah we, we've sort of got about um yeah probably about four riders four or five that we're, we sort of you know mainly rotate between um yeah that's a lot to do with our client base is sort of happy happy using those and all of them come in and do a little bit of work for us, and that's just on us to to sort of identify which, uh, you know, which horse we think suits each rider. Each rider is sort of you know a little bit different that we we do use, and um, yeah, we just sort of identify what we what we think who will suit the horse uh, the best, and um, yeah, sort of go from there. Now you've got a good uh, amount of runners at this stage going around at uh, Corball Park tomorrow afternoon. Scratchings might take care of a few of them, uh, but look, I think the major hopes will from a from a uh, analyst's viewpoint, Kingston here is one I'm really looking forward to seeing. Uh, he looks as though he handles the ground pretty well. He has to date very well. And his trial win, I thought, was very, very good. Yeah, look, he, he's come back in really good order, this bloke. He's, um, you know, he sort of took it all before him last preparation. He's always been a horse that's had, had a, you know, plenty of ability and um, you know, really was able to string a couple of wins together last prep, which was really good to see he's very much still you know still an improving type i don't think we've we've sort of gotten to the bottom of him yet obviously he's, he's stiffest touch, uh, test to date with a couple of really smart horses in this race that he hasn't sort of taken on it at this stage but he, he's um all all the signs he's shown us he's come back sort of better again this prep and, and more more going to be interesting to see his, his pre-race manners that's probably the one little piece of the puzzle that he's got to really put together he can really sort of melt at the races and Getting himself worked quite uh, worked up quite a bit, so um, these cooler cooler months are definitely going to help him, um, you know, especially with it not being too uh, hot day predicted anyway on, on Saturday to try keep him keep him a little bit cooler. But um, look, with Jaden's claim, he gets in really well here, and as you said he's he's performed well on on a soft track, so wouldn't like to see it sort of worse side of heavy. But um, look at this stage, he'll he'll run and. And with no weight on his back, you'd like to think he's he's um, you know should be in the mix there. He's the sort of horse then we should take a, a good look at in the mounting yard before uh, having a bet. Yeah, definitely. He's probably a hard. <laughs> it's hard at the same time though. It's sort of just his makeup. It it's just frustrating for us when he when he sort of really sort of spends that energy sort of pre-race. But it it obviously didn't didn't stop him last prep. And now that we're taking on these these better quality of horses, he he really needs everything to sort of um, you know fit fit in. So he's, he's definitely a big. Big yard watch. Now you've got the Inform Mare Red Ruby going around in the Provincial Sprinters Series fi- Series Final race number two. No reason from that draw. She got a lovely run, you would think, and she's got good soft track form. She can't win again. Yeah, exactly right. Look, we've we've really sort of worked this mare out now. You've um, got to keep her the, the short course. She's obviously been really effective her last few. Uh, kept at the thousand and and just sort of riding her really patiently and. She's got a really explosive turn of foot when she can sort of suck up on their back and sort of be left and only exposed late. Um, but look, she's in, in tremendous form. She's similar to her half brother Scalapini, just keeps getting better with age and she's she's um she's sort of the same. She was a bit of a lightly framed mare early doors and, and we struggled to to hold condition on her, but she's 
just with maturity now, she's really coping with her preparations better and holding a lot more condition. And, um, you know, in turn, that's holding her in, in really good stead. And, and as you said, from she'll do no work from that gate. And, um, you know, again, similar, if we got into the, the worst side of heavy, she'd probably be questionable going around. There is a, a race for her next week. But, um, look, if she takes her place, she'll be, she should be right in the mix as well. Speaking of uh, Scalopini, I didn't think they'd run the glass house with him not being in it. <laughs> <laughs> Every year he turns up. What's happened? Yeah, he hasn't had much luck actually. No, in this race, he's more of a the, the Sunshine Coast Cup in January is more his go. But um, yeah, I just thought he was, he was going to be um, burdened with a fair bit of weight in that race, and yeah, and, yeah we're we're sort of thinking about possibly sending him down to Melbourne also for that early spring um, in those in a couple of nice little races, hopefully before the the big guns are up and firing. All right, Matty, thanks very much for your time this morning. Appreciate it as always. We hope you have a very successful day at uh, or at Corball Park on the Sunshine Coast tomorrow and uh, and going forward, and we'll chat to you soon. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Matt. Matt Hoistead joining us there. Sam, uh, always very, very generous with his time. We'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll have a chat to Scott Cross from CrossBet. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Thanks for joining us on this Friday morning on The Punters, mate, with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland. And as we do each and every week, great to catch up with Scott Cross from CrossBet. Scott, good morning to you. Good morning, mate. How are you? I'm very, very well. well. Yeah, that's good to hear. Uh, Now, I did warn you that you're dealing with a couple of Mexicans here and uh, our knowledge of any type of rugby, whether it be league or union, is extremely limited. I have checked with Sam this morning and he's in the same boat as I am, so... We're, uh, we're relying on you for the uh, the rugby side of things, but I can tell you, and I know you want to touch on this, uh, the Wallabies take on England tomorrow night, 7.55. Yes, mate, very excited about this game. Australia are the favourites at $1.70. Uh, the England are $2.15. Look, this is the return of Quade Cooper at, uh, at number 10, and look, when Quade Cooper's on fire, he's, uh, he's arguably one of the best 10s in the world, and... Yeah, you know, it's a very exciting game because he might be able to cement himself as the as the ten leading into the World Cup next year. So I'm going to go with Australia here, and Quade Cooper has a blinder. Okay, well let's hope that's the case. The Broncos and the Cowboys are face off at yep. five thirty tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, Cowboys at home uh, at a dollar forty eight. The Broncos are two dollars sixty five. Look, it's really hard to beat the Cowboys at home. You know, they're, they're really good up there. Their defence is, you know, probably one of the best in the league. So I'm going to have a little same game multi here. I'm going to have the Cowboys at a dollar fifty-eight into the unders. The unders total points at forty and a half is me. All righty. Now Wimbledon's taking centre stage for sport at the moment. So there's uh, plenty of tennis going around now. Rafa is is he favourite for uh, for Wimbledon at this stage overall, or is there no, a couple of others in the men? It's Novak. Novak's a dollar fifty. Uh, Rafa is seven dollars in the ladies. It's Iga Iga Swatek, I think that's how you pronounce her name correctly, at two dollars fifty. Um, very interesting uh, matches coming up. But for a bit of fun, we've got a market on name the stage of the round that Kyrgios gets knocked out. So you can go third, fourth, semis, quarters, finals, or the actual tournament winner at fifteen bucks. So all our eyes are going to be on Kyrgios and uh, how he progresses through the rest of this tournament. So I think he won overnight. So uh, what's he into? He did. Third round or the fourth round? Third round now. Fourth round. Third round. Third round. No, no, third round. Yep. Okay, okay. Very well, exciting. We'll see how he goes. Uh, he sort of splits people's opinions, doesn't he? Some love him, some hate him, and some not many sit on the fence, put it that way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, big meeting, of course, at, uh, at the Sunshine Coast tomorrow with the Caloundra Cup, the feature. 
Yeah, the Calandra Cup, which I now believe is called the uh, the Group Win Skinnies. Um, Battleton uh, is the favourite and the market mover, opened at uh, 250 into 240. It's currently around 50% of the hold for us. There's been some money come around for subterranean, uh, Whitewater, Ashgrove. But the one I like at a bit of odds uh, is the number six, Majestic Colour. It's, it's in great form. It's won three on the trot, I believe. It opened at nine. It's in its eight. Um, Jimmy Allman on on deck. It's uh, That's where I think mine's going to go with a bit of value. But they're predicting a lot of rain. It's a good track at the moment. So uh, maybe the rain may play a factor over the next 24 hours. Yeah, we're expected to get between 40 and 70 mils on the Sunshine Coast. That'll, it'll fix up that good rating pretty quickly. I'd say by the end of the day, we'll probably be into a soft range. But... We shall see, and we'll take those tips uh, with notice, and we'll keep an eye on those. Scott, thanks so much for your time this morning and every week. Take care, mate. You have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. All the best. Sammy, uh, tips there and some uh, markets there from Scott Cross from Crossbet. Now, follow, fold, or forgive. Or if you want to throw in any other Fs, (laughs) I've included fence now as well. Uh, and yeah, fence sitting, yeah, on, sitting the on the fence. fence okay? oh, yeah. I don't want to sack it, I don't want to uh, wrap it. So, right. but there's none of those today. These, um, these are a bit of a mix. Now, we mentioned Uncommon James when we spoke to Matty Hoistead, he was super impressive. Now, his trial win prior to that was outstanding, and he put the writing on the wall there. And many expected him to produce similar on uh, Saturday last week at Eagle Farm, and he did just that. So, he's going to the Derby McCarthy, that's what uh, he told us there, Matty Hoistead. So we'll look forward to that race at Doombin next Saturday. Hopefully the uh, the weather clears up by then because Doombin had a wretched run with their main meetings this year, this carnival. They lost the cup and they lost the 10,000 to Eagle Farm. You wouldn't read about it. So Uncommon James is a definite follow from last Saturday. Burning Bell was a filly that I was quite keen on last Saturday. I thought she had a really good chance. I'm just trying to find the race she was in, but I can tell you she was very unlucky. She got back in the field in race number six, and she finished off. When she got into the clear, she finished off well behind, now, Tillanarm, I think it is, from the Golan Stable, uh, an ex-Southern horse. But I thought Burning Bell beaten 1.6 lengths should have finished closer, as I mentioned, and there's a win in store or another win in store for her. Uh, I just think Ryan Maloney had too many backsides to navigate down the straight. So look out for Burning Bell in coming weeks. And my last one. I could almost put two in here, but I won't. Going to Rockhampton last Sunday. We had a, quite a few horses come up from the southeast to Rocky last week. One of them was from Toowoomba. You'd know this horse, Sammy, because of the Darling Downlow, Sheppy. Yep. Now, Sheppy's a get-back run-on horse, and I thought, well, here we go. Rockhampton <laughs> was about a field of seven. This horse can get to the outside and just, as uh, long as they don't dawdle in front, it's going to be very, very hard to beat. Well, they didn't dawdle in front, and she was bolting. But you know what? On that big track, 600 metres straight, I can't remember who was riding, but whoever it was couldn't get to the outside and was in all sorts of trouble. And Sheppy flashed through late and ran a close-up third. Should have won by a length at least. So wherever we see Sheppy, that's S-H-E-P-P-E-Y, whether it be Toowoomba, Rockhampton, wherever, stick it in your black book, Sheppy's due to win. Get on, Sheppy. The other one that was unlucky uh, at Rockhampton was Sale, but he has been such a costly animal to me. I'm not going to put him in the black book. Ah, oh, yes. I know the horse. He's the big grey horse trained by Lindsay Hatch. Yeah. Sales. So he was running on. He was unlucky as well. So there you go. There's a couple or three from last week's meetings. Now, time to do my weekend forecast. Now, nothing from you this week. I know you've had a oh. very, very busy week. You've got about 17 kids under the age of three you've been looking <laughs> after. I don't know how you do it. So 
No, if you haven't. It's, I must say, I did think to myself uh, last night, geez, imagine if you had to do this by yourself on your own. I know. Uh, yeah, they had me They had me off the bit under the stick last night. <laughs> How and, old are they? And this morning. So seven, five, and three. Mm. But uh, and shout out to my mother who had six children. Uh, she's a freak, <laughs> absolute. You freak. didn't appreciate that at the time, did I you? I did not, but uh, yeah, she's she's amazing. Now, I think in the first race tomorrow. Look, I'm I'm concerned about how this track's going to end up, but mm. this horse I like is uh, has been a heavy track winner before. Badush in the first race, he's got a good record at the trip. Nashra Villa goes on. Matty Dunn uh, was good at Eagle Farm last start behind Bartholomew Dice. Uh, who obviously is, is going around in in the cup. So, yeah, I, I just think uh, this is a good race for this horse. And and my concern is that the heavy ground, you know, and and uh, but you would think by the first race, um, it should still be uh, getting first use. It should be reasonable ground, shouldn't it? Well, it's going to be in the best F- Famous last words talking yeah. about a race meeting. <laughs> exactly. Probably get there and it's underwater. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's just progressively going to get worse. So you're with... Badush in yeah. the first race. That's race one, number nine at the Sunshine Coast. Now, I will go with race three, number five, Kingston's here. I do think he'll be too good for those. And look, uh, Matty gave us a good lead just to keep an eye on him, whether you're on watching on TV or you're watching live on track. He might be one of those horses that gets a bit uh, worked up in the mounting yard. So keep an eye on that and keep an eye on the market. That'll probably tell you close to uh, race time. Race four, number seven, Mushiali. I think Tony Gollan's in for a good day tomorrow, and I hope that's the case. I like this one. I liked his recent trial. He's given a soft time. He finished behind the place getters. There looked to be a lot left in the tank. We've seen him win first up before, and that was this track and trip last campaign. He seems to handle the wet. He'll get back from the gate, but I expect him to hook out and get on the crown, Sam, and run home hard. So race four, number seven each way, Mushiali. Um, We'll go to the Glasshouse, race eight, number nine, Salatine, another one for Tony Gollan. Been racing really well in uh, Phillies and Mare's grade and some of those better races at Eagle Farm over the carnival. She has to face off against the males here as well. But, look, I think she's got a good weight. She's down on 54. She's got a good gait. And I think she'll be hard to beat. She seems to handle the ground okay. So each way again. And race nine, number 13, Glitter Strip, is an absolute nightmare to catch. Uh, Talk of horses that have flashing lights all over them. She's a perfect example. She's always running on, next time get on me, I'll win next time. And she doesn't. (laughs) But tomorrow, uh, the wet ground is something that she loves, and uh, I think she'll get to that right part of the track. And if they are running on, and Sammy, we should know this by race nine if they're making any ground. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> then uh, I think she's a chance each Well, way. I think, you know, when you're dealing with heavy tracks, and, and uh, which is, you know, more than likely what it'll, what it'll uh, get to with the rain that's predicted, that... You know, it's you just have to follow horses that are effective on wet ground. You know, yeah. hard fit and and get through get through wet ground because there's a lot that just that just don't travel through it and don't don't handle it. So uh, any wet track form is in your favour when you're dealing with heavy tracks. Now, speaking of horses that run on, uh, I don't think you caught this uh, Japanese horse during the week racing at Oi Oi. Okay, <laughs> I think it was O I something or other. But anyway, Shiti Shiti. Shitei, S-H-I-T-E-I, Taiketsu, T-A-I-K-E-T-S-U. 
Now, we all remember that win from Pakistan star at uh, Shah Tin, I think it was, on debut a couple of years ago, or yep. probably three or four now. This was better than that. Wow. Now, I don't know if it beat a bunch of walkers or what, but I, you got to go onto Twitter. I might try and uh, tweet this after the show, just the uh, the video of it, but search Japanese horse from last, and you'll see it everywhere. It's all over Twitter and social media. It was the biggest win. It was tailed off, and actually it was pulling its head off at the start, and the jockey was restraining it out the back. Must have been 15 lengths off them at some stage in the straight, and it's one running away under a hold. So, as I said, a horse to keep an eye on. It could be a bit of a cult horse going forward is uh, Shitei Taiketsu. I can see you're working feverishly there. You might be looking for it. Now, before we go, go on, sorry. uh, I was on a horse yesterday called uh, Ralphie at uh, Mwilamba, and... I'm telling you, it went out with a lead like, and uh, I said to Tags, when they came around the turn, I said, this is going to start putting in short ones. I have never seen a horse go from galloping to uh, nearly broke into the trot the last hundred. Sure enough, it got caught. <laughs> <laughs> now for the harness racing fans out there, Albion Park Saturday night. So we've got some features there because we are coming in to the winter carnival of uh, harness racing at Albion Park. Uh, the Group 2 Queensland Sun for three- and four-year-olds over 2138 metres. The Group 3 Wayne Wilson, legendary race caller for the two-year-olds over 1660. And the listed Wandai's mate, who was a real local champ back in the day. I think he might have won an Inter-Dominion over 1660 metres. Now, they're, at all, they're all at Albion Park Saturday night. Don't forget, next week at the, uh, at the Albion Park inner track there, the Greyhounds, uh, we have the Group 1 Queensland Cup worth 225000 and the Group 1 Brisbane Cup worth 525000 Not bad money for dish lickers, Sam. Wow, way. <laughs> so they're on next week. So get around it. Have a bet. Have a, a winner on the weekend. I hope you uh, back a winner. Whatever you're doing, make sure you do it responsibly. Sammy, it's been great having you on the show. We look forward to catching with, that, with you again next week. It might be a bit earlier, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Maybe 8.30, but it's been a blast. Thanks very much, Chris. All the best, punters.